everyone, and welcome to United Teachers of Lowell's Straight Talk podcast. This is Amy Bisson here with Mickey Dumont. We are the Podcast Twins and the host of this weekly podcast produced by and for members of the United Teachers of Lowell. In our weekly podcast, you'll hear about local, state, and national issues that affect our members. You will also hear about some of the accomplishments of our members, and we will keep you up to date with news and decisions that impact all of us. Recently, we were with UTL colleagues when President Paul Georges was speaking to the group about the Health Insurance Mitigation Fund and the history behind how that fund came into being. It's a fascinating piece of our union history and one that might be a surprise to most active members. The UTL has been working for ways to make spiraling health care costs less burdensome to members for nearly 30 years, and that effort continues to this day. A unique benefit offered UTL members, as well as other City of Lowell employees, has been access to a Health Reimbursement Arrangement, or HRA. At the end of this podcast, We'll link to information needed to file claims with the HRA provider, Ultra Benefits. We'll also link to last year's Episode 15 podcast with Ultra Benefits' Mary Beth Casey explaining how this benefit works, and we'll provide some links to the city's Human Relations website, which has all of this information and forms as well. How did the city and school employees come to have this benefit? That's a really interesting question, and one that we asked UTL President Paul Georges. As you will hear, our union has been advocating for all of us in the area of health care for a very long time. So, Paul, you were recently explaining how our health insurance was self-funded in the past. Can you talk a little bit about that and how we've kind of evolved? Yeah. uh, Previous to 1992, we paid like most like most people buying insurance Mm -hmm. as a community we bought over the counter from blue cross blue shield that was our had been negotiated our provider for health insurance and we paid premiums into blue cross blue shield blue cross blue shield paid out uh, obviously uh, uh, to the insured or not to the insured but to on behalf of the insured uh, medical medical procedures and so on Mm -hmm. as would be the normal case 1992, Dick Johnson came in uh, as city manager, and he came up with an idea, apparently had done his research, to see that if we went to a self-funded program, there could be significant savings made by the city and employees uh, alike. The idea of that was that money would be set aside to create a pool of money, a health insurance trust fund, And that trust fund essentially would be, uh, instead of paying premiums to Blue Cross, uh, that pile of money made up, three quarters of it would become from the city as a 75% contribution. And then, uh, and from the employees, from their pay would be the other 25%, so it's 75-25. And that's similar to what we... We do to this day. Yeah. It's yeah. remained the same, even though there has been some discussion of trying to push it in another direction. We've always resisted to the point where the, you know, the, of course, management would like to have the employees contribute more than 25%. Oh, like 100%. <laughs> sure. Uh, 
but with this plan through Dick Johnson, uh, we would create this pool of money and hire Blue Cross Blue Shield at that point to distribute payments to hospitals, doctors, and so on for medical costs and, um, incurred by our members, by members, uh, you know, uh, uh, or uh, employees. Ultimately, what it came down to is it showed a significant savings uh, through that through that for almost 20 years or over 20 years actually, um, where there was significant savings because essentially what was happening is Blue Cross Blue Shield made less of a profit by taking the over-the-counter cost and then distributing uh, for claims against uh-huh. by by the employees. Uh, or by the hospitals and, and and doctors for medical procedures and so on that they would do. It represented a huge significant savings to a point where even in that first year there were a couple of months where we made no contributions to premiums whatsoever, or then would be the trust fund. Sure. And the trust fund, you'd monitor the trust fund on a yearly basis. Cook and Company, I believe, was the company that came in as an advisor uh, about making adjustments to the premiums and consequently, uh, year year to year, there might be a slight increase, uh, you know, in in uh, in the uh, the actual rates, or there could be a decrease potentially if you had yeah. enough of a surplus in that health insurance trust fund that it would remain solvent. There was no fear that it would ever run out of money. We did that for a number of years, uh, and then it became back in the uh, right around 2010 or so. There were increases in premiums, significant increases in premiums, for, and it had been habitual uh, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a push to push many communities to become involved with and commit to work with the the state health insurance plan and entice communities to save money by joining the GIC, the Group Insurance Commission, that was largely used at that time by state police organizations and other statewide groups, but not municipalities. Through legislation, it became more apparent in doing the numbers, checking the numbers uh, by looking at actuarials and claims and so on. It came. The city came to the conclusion they could save significantly money by joining the GIC. As in any case like that, employees are also very weary about that because they feel comfortable in the plans that they have, and Blue Cross was a good plan. However, because of the fiscal realities, the state then pushed for more and more municipalities to join into the GIC. We held off as long as we could uh, on this until the state actually created an opportunity for just by simple vote of the city council they could essentially force the employees into the GIC. There were other historical things that had happened in Lowell. There was a, uh, an attempt by Bernie Lynch at the time that was somewhat successful, unfortunately, at eliminating Master Medical uh, as a uh, as a uh, an option, not only for city-side employees, but also all retirees, including on those on the school department side. Um, in an attempt for cost savings. The school department unions did not participate in that negotiation because it would have eliminated any involvement by retirees from both city and school department side, and we were not about to do it. And then shortly afterwards, the state passed legislation that could force unions into the GIC by simple vote of the city council. 
So we were in a situation around 2013 where the city had adopted the uh, going into the, the group insurance commission, which offered a number of different plans, none Blue Cross Blue Shield, but there were others, Harvard, Pilgrim, and, and Tufts, Tufts and so yeah, on, that health. you could choose from. And there were in, some indemnity plans involved. There were also um, indemnity plans, HMOs, and PPOs. And uh, it seemed as though that was an effective cost-saving measure and that it brought premiums down significantly. But part of that process of doing so, if the city decided to go and push the unions into the GIC, then there was a remedy to a certain degree where, uh, because some some people could be adversely impacted by the loss of their traditional health insurance plans through Blue Cross primarily. And so the state had made it necessary that based upon an estimate of the savings that could be had by the community, the community would have to put that those savings representing one year in savings into a mitigation account. Uh-huh. And the mitigation account was created to offset any additional out-of-pocket expenditures any individuals would have by a change in plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, all moved to the GIC. But in Lowell, we had an additional pile of money, if you want. So that additional, that money was $2.3 million roughly, and that was the projected savings over the first year and consequently would end up being the pool for mitigation. But in Lowell's case, the Lowell's case, we had another pile of money, if you want to put it that way, and that was the Health Insurance Trust Fund that had been uh, created that, back that in 1992 <laughs> and had grown to roughly $12 million. Oh, my goodness, yeah. So that $12 million represented $9 million of that belonged to the city, mm-hmm. whereas they had contributed three-quarters of the $12 million. Sure. And the other quarter of the $12 million, roughly $3 million, belonged to the employees. That was the, that was the health insurance, the remainder of the health insurance trust fund that was owned by the employees. So at that point, the decisions had to be made, and what ended up happening is the city adopted Chapter 19, which allowed for coalition bargaining. And coalition bargaining under Chapter 19 means, unlike the coalition bargaining that had been promoted by Bernie Lynch and uh, under 150. It guaranteed that there'd be a proportional vote by the various unions based upon the number of members they represent and that the retirees would have a 10% say in any votes as this coalition of unions work together to move forward under this Chapter 19 arrangement. So it was up to that group to determine how best to utilize the remains of the of the health insurance trust fund that was roughly just a little under uh, $3 million. To this date, that money has been kept in a side account so held by the city, still, still intact. It's mm-hmm. a little less than $3 million, but that has been intact. And in the meantime, what has happened is that initial savings, that one-year savings, that uh, was represented to the city by the move to the G- to the GIC has been utilized to offset additional costs and for a while 
offset additional premiums mm -hmm. for retirees. So the decision was made six years ago, back 2013, that that, that uh, health insurance uh, mitigation account would do two things. It would offer retirees a $20 a month offset toward their insurance premiums mm -hmm. and would be used for uh, when people had unusually high out-of-pocket expenses by virtue of us having moved to the GIC. Mm -hmm. Over the years, that has become, it's pretty much, it ended up that an adjustment was made a couple of years ago where the $20 monthly offset for retirees was reduced to 10 right. um, in an attempt to try to keep that account going as strongly as we could because we're strongly committed to try to do what we can to the longevity of that particular account for anyone that would suffer uh, consequences for additional out-of-pocket expenditures sure. that could lead to sure. some difficulties. Yeah. I mean, at this point, virtually everything is covered beyond an individual contribution of nine hundred dollars and eighteen hundred for a family. Yeah. Now we've run into a, a, another problem at this point because the city initially was fairly generous in contributing to the health insurance to the mitigation account. Even though we had cut the deal back six years ago, there was substantial, in, uh, which has diminished over a number of years. Indeed, the, the, the most recent contribution by the city is down in the vicinity of 250000 for one year, another 125 for the second year of the upcoming arrangement that I, we're, we're going to ratify, I think, within a week, a few days, as a matter of fact. Uh, but at that point, the intention the city has made its intention not to contribute any additional money into the mitigation account. Wow. And that mitigation yeah. balance has now decreased significantly, sure. meaning the public, the PEC, Public Employee Committee, which is made up of all the presidents of the unions, from municipal unions mm -hmm. in the city of Lowell, may have to make a decision that would eliminate the offset for monthly payments for retirees altogether in order to, to attempt to, to have the mitigation count as much as possible going forward. Yeah. But we still have now access to close to $3 million from the original health insurance trust fund money. And in some cases, they've distributed that back to the employees. In some, We've always kept had the intention of trying to continue the survival, if you want, mm -hmm. or the existence of the mitigation account, because it's better, in our opinion, rather than simple getting a cash payment or some other way of, of liquidating that amount of money, adding another insurance, if you want, another layer of insurance for people yeah. that might suffer real hardship because of medical problems. The, the Public Employee Committee, which I happen to chair, at this point, uh, did not in the beginning, but do now, um, monitors the uh, transfer of money from the, from the health insurance trust, trust fund monies mm -hmm. into the mitigation account, mm -hmm. if that is necessary. We'll make decisions collectively about whether to continue the $10 a month offset sure. for retirees. I think most retirees understand that $120 offset is not a particularly high offset, but if you guarantee everyone, every retiree is going to get that offset, it's going to, it's going to eliminate not only the mitigation account, but soon could 
eliminate the health insurance trust fund, remaining funding in the trust fund. Um, so that is something they will be dealing with and we will be dealing with uh, very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but our intention is to try to keep the the trust, the mitigation account in existence as long as we can, either by funding it ourselves or, or in the future asking that the city contribute more into the, the continued existence of that of that trust fund. We think it's... We think it's at least from my perspective that it's that it's a respectable thing to do, considering mm-hmm. we had all those decades from 1992 up until about six or seven years ago, where the self-funded aspect, which we went into voluntarily, saved yes. the city tens of a millions lot. of dollars yes. over those years. Yeah. Um, uh, if our respect for that, respect for the retirees that have committed themselves and retirees from the city of Lowell that the city can make additional contributions going into the future. However, that will be dealt with with uh, in another couple of years at the end of this cycle mm-hmm. uh, as we look at other ways of improving health insurance for our employees, whether it means staying in the GIC or looking toward other plans that could be more beneficial, could be beneficial at, at, uh, uh, and represent a savings to both employees and the yeah. city. But I think people have to understand there's two separate piles of money. The first pile of money was the was created by the savings by by statute uh, adoption of the law, put, forcing us into the GIC and creating a mitigation account. Mitigation obviously is there to to lessen the harm. Mm-hmm. If you want looking mitigation that way, the liquidation of the health insurance trust fund was created by the contributions made by employees from 1992 through the time we went sure. into the GIC. Uh, and that can be used at the discretion of the uh, public employee committee upon you know majority vote and so on um, to supplement the mitigation account. But that has a finite amount of money and we have to find ways of economizing the best we can so that we can try to, try to continue this and, and create, if possible, a legacy, a benefit that yeah. would benefit everyone who's either works or has worked in the city alone. Yeah. Without unions, we wouldn't be having this discussion, and we certainly wouldn't have this benefit. Well, and I think we, we pretty much, you know, there was a certain long-term strategy yeah. that we have to look at, and I think we're all... It can't, it can't speak for everyone, but certainly I think the majority of the people on the public employee committee see that the long-term benefit of having a continuation of the mitigation account and trying to make sure that it's fiscally healthy mm-hmm. uh, is a greater incentive than a short-term oh, distribution oh, of yeah. money and eliminate that protection from mm-hmm. everyone who's entitled to it. Yep, absolutely. If you're suffering from a medical uh, failure of some sort. And it, we don't want to be in a situation where we see a brother, fe- a fellow, uh, you know, a, a brother or sister uh, in, in uh, union, ruin. in financial have, ruin yeah, that could have been alleviated yeah. by keeping this money intact and, and doing it, it again for the better good and people who certainly need it the most. Really an interesting concept. Yeah. Well, it's an easy concept for me to understand, yeah. but that's because of the principle by which I've always run Absolutely. pretty much my life. Um, however, uh, so that, I hope that further explains it. If, if you want to find out the specifics about what's covered, I would suggest people call, uh, contact uh, 
HR or go to um, the, uh, what is it, Ultra, Ultra Benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultra Benefits is the distributor of the, of the monies um, based upon claims and so on. So Ultra Benefits through the, through the uh, HR department uh, for the city of Lowell. And uh, they'll, they'll give you more information. And we'll put links to both of those yep. uh, on the bottom of the podcast website for those who need it. I will say in the beginning, when we, we had this arrangement, there were very few claims against. Uh, part of that was because we had to go into it was kind of a situation of educating a large number of mm-hmm. folks. And I think many of them probably were just negligent and, or didn't know. Yes. Uh, so as we reach more and more people and they're aware of it, they put... More have people a right are taking advantage, taking advantage of, of yeah. the claims. Our, our challenge in, in going forward would be, I would say, collectively, as uh, to try to try to get the city to complement that yes. amount. I mean, there's other mechanisms that we could do. We could voluntarily, I suppose, increase the uh, contribution made by employees uh, in match. Try to, to get a match or something to that effect by the city to continue to fund the mitigation account, but it's, I think it's in everyone's interest to at least try to make sure that that is there, is held intact and whole as yeah. long as possible. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you, Paul. Well, you're welcome. Thanks to Paul for speaking with us today and for that explanation of how the mitigation fund and the trust fund have worked together to provide UTL members with a greater health benefit and greater coverages. Through the advocacy of UTL's leadership, we have a health reimbursement arrangement that helps lessen the burden and offsets major health expenses for our members and for our retirees. Again, if you have questions about the City of Lowell's HRA, contact the Human Relations Department at Lowell City Hall by calling 978-674-4105 or through the HR website at www.lowellma.gov slash 168 slash human hyphen relations. Check our podcast website for more information as well. We once again thank you for tuning into this episode. We hope that if you enjoy what you hear, you will subscribe to our podcast using Apple iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast aggregator. As always, we welcome your general comments and feedback. If you have suggestions for a future podcast, or if you are aware of a UTL member who might be willing to share experience or expertise, please send us an email at utlstraighttalk at gmail.com. Until next week, this is Amy Bisson and Mickey Dumont wishing you a great week.